You are listening to CGSW on 90.9 FM in Calgary. We are located on the traditional territories of the Treaty 7 Nation in southern Alberta, which includes the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Sutina First Nation, and the Stony Nakoda First Nation, including the Chiniki, Bearspaw, and Wesley First Nations. The City of Calgary is also home to Métis Nation of Alberta Region 3. CJSW is happy to bring attention to local and Canadian artistic talent. This includes music, visual arts, spoken word, comedy, among many others. Thank you for tuning in. Que te amo, que tu amor me tiene enfermo Te aproveché con más ganas, me das lo que quiero Aunque te vendas como ángel, oficial tiene esos trucos Y es por eso que hace tiempo yo no duermo solo Es que me enamoró, con su carita de inocente Ella me enamoró, es una diabla bien vestida Ella me enamoró, hace todo lo que pide Ella me enamoró te digo que te amo, que tu amor me tiene enfermo Te aproveché con más ganas, me das lo que quiero Aunque te vendas como ángel, oficial tiene esos trucos Y es por eso que hace tiempo yo no duermo solo Ya yo no duermo solo Ella me sabe lo que hacer, no se puede contener y las horas se nos pasan y te quiero así, media loca y diferente, la cafeína de mi Carita de inocente, ya me enamoró. Es una diabla bien vestida, ya me enamoró. Hace todo lo que pide, ya me enamoró, me enamoró. Si te digo que te amo, que tu amor me tiene enfermo, te aproveché con más ganas, me das lo que quiero. Aunque te vendas como ángel, oficial tienes los trucos. Y es por eso que hace tiempo yo no duermo solo Si te digo que te amo, que tu amor me tiene enfermo Te aproveché con más ganas, me das lo que quiero Aunque te vendas como ángel, oficial tiene esos trucos Y es por eso que hace tiempo yo no duermo solo Bailando boca a boca
Good morning and welcome to 90.9 FM CJSW. My name is Ali Samji, your Vice President of Operations and Finance of the University of Calgary Students' Union. And today I'm joined by Nicole Schmidt, your Students' Union President. Amazing. Um, so I'm going to just quickly announce our song and throw it off to Nicole for some really exciting um, new programming that we're doing for the rest of the month. But we just listened to Carita de Nocente by Prince Royce. Um, and yeah, Nicole, you have the floor. Fantastic. Thank you so much, uh, Ali, for joining me again this week. I really appreciate having you on. I know all of you listening right now can't see, but Ali is the magician behind all of the buttons to make the show possible. So he's our sound engineer in the booth today. So thank you again. And Ali for joining us. Um, but good morning, everyone, and welcome to SU Weekly, where we talk about everything going on at the University of Calgary Students' Union. So for those of you listening, in case you didn't know, there is a Alberta provincial election coming up now in less than two months. So Albertans will head to the polls on May 29th to select a new provincial government. Earlier last week, the SU kicked off its advocacy and get out the vote campaign. We know students can't afford to sit out this campaign, and we're going to talk to Albertans about why that is. So since 2019, post-secondary education has become less affordable. The average student is paying 33% more than they did in 2019, or about $1,200 more a year. The problem is that despite paying more, students are getting less. Students are still facing crumbling infrastructure, burst pipes, fewer advisors, and fewer wellness services on campus. We at the SU see this provincial election as important, and we don't want to sit this one out. So soon, you will see public-facing advertising from the SU talking about student affordability and what provincial cuts have meant for students and done to our post-secondary institutions. In addition, we are engaging with candidates, elected officials, and party leaders to talk about student issues. So today, we're kicking off uh, something new, so stay tuned for uh, the rest of the show, but... Too often, local candidates are overshadowed by party leaders, and too often voters don't really get to know the local candidates running in their constituency. So what we wanted to do is sort of do our small part to try and change that. So you might recall that during the 2021 municipal election, this SU Weekly show invited several Calgary councillors and mayoral candidates on the show. So that's exactly what we're going to be doing here over the next two months, but for uh, provincial election candidates. So we've reached out to candidates running in several Calgary ridings, primarily those with large student and youth populations, to have them talk about their backgrounds and their takes on post-secondary issues. If you're a provincial election candidate and would like to come on CJSW and SU Weekly to chat, we would love to have you on. So please reach out to the SU and we will make that happen. Uh, but today, I'm thrilled to welcome our first candidate guest, so running in Calgary Edgemont for the Alberta Party is Alan Schultz. So Alan is a contractor who has worked in the defense sector and oil and gas with over 15 years of project management experience. Alan also brings his experiences of living in Fort McMurray, St. Albert and Calgary to the table. So without further delay, I would like to welcome Alberta Party candidate for Calgary Edgemont, Alan Schultz to the show. Um, so welcome and good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Nicole. Um, I'm, you know, it's an honor to to be here, and uh, I definitely like to support, uh, you know, the indie media and especially, you know, the students' union. Uh, I am a, an APEGA member. I'm an engineer, and I also like to support uh, students and you know whatever they do. So uh, you know, and I, I enjoy. Uh, you know, meeting up with uh, students and, uh, you know, getting their opinion and, uh, you know, coming up with, uh, you know, what uh, I can help them with. 
Well, we, we really appreciate that. And thank you so much for joining us today. Um, so we have a number of questions for you, mostly related to uh, post-secondary issues, but we also have some, some general questions about yourself and sort of your platform. Um, so to start us off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how your experiences have impacted your decision to embark as a candidate in this election? Sure. Uh, you know, maybe I could start back to, uh, you know, when I first uh, entered uh, university. Uh, you know, I kind of felt, uh, you know, at that time that you know, education was really important. And, uh, you know, what, where I saw, you know, where industry is going, you know, the STEM type of uh, programs, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I started off in computer science you know, came out, worked for a bit, came back, you know, did engineering. And, uh, you know, that was kind of the, uh, the, the future of, uh, you know, where, where I saw my career. And, uh, you know, taking it further, you know, going through, you know, the, uh, the practice, uh, you know, finding, um, you know, the, the industry, uh, you know uh, the the supports that are needed to get people into the industry, uh, the talent uh, that's needed. You know, you also needed training and things like that. So you know, it's really important to make sure that uh, we have uh, you know a good, uh, steady you know cohort of uh, uh, students and candidates that come into the field. So you know, this is where you know I, I really feel strong about uh, the education of today uh, to. To you know, bring into the field, and uh, you know a little bit uh, about myself. You know, I I uh, I've lived in Calgary for you know twenty seven years. You know, in the Hamptons, uh, you know, the Calgary Edgemont area for uh, twenty six of those years. Um, I have uh, two children uh, that are entering into the post secondary uh, education. One is in the University of Calgary right now. Nice. Uh, so, uh, being on the parent side of this is, uh, you know, also eye opening because, uh, you know, we also want to be supportive of our children and their success, uh, through their life. And, uh, what's important is, you know, making sure that, uh, you know, they, they are supported, uh, through, you know, uh, the education system, you know, going and, uh, supporting them, you know, going to casinos for fundraising, you know, making sure that their programs are funded in that uh, uh, aspect. Um, you know, bad practices and uh, you know, supporting that their uh, in, endeavors in that aspect. And uh, you know, coming up to you know through to education or, or through the post secondary education, and it's um, it's uh, you know your support as a parent does doesn't just stop at uh, grade 12 you know it's it's also through the the post secondary education and you know into uh you know even the affordability of housing you know later down the road so you know i see myself as a parent uh being able to support you know uh individuals uh you know the the, the our children you know through to uh, a point where they can stand up on, the, on their feet and uh, get their self uh, running. Um, so one of the issues here that, uh, you know, I came into was, uh, you know, on the, on the funding side, um, well, not quite the funding side, but uh, just 
you know, getting the entrance into the post-secondary education. Uh, you know, I I started uh, you know funding my son's education and my daughter's education. Uh, starting, you know, when they were first born, you know, putting money into the RESPs and things like that. Mm. Um, and uh, really encouraged them through the, their uh, high school and, and uh, um, you know, their uh, K to six and, and so forth uh, to uh, really impart the, uh, the importance of education and getting, you know, good marks and things like that. So, you know, uh, they did their part, you know, to to get good education, get good marks, and you know I was doing my part to get the uh, uh, you know funding in place, you know, to support that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was interesting is uh, last year, you know, I was trying to, uh, you know, my son was uh, uh, trying to get into engineering, for example, and. Uh, you know, his marks were sufficient, but, you know, we got back a letter saying, yeah, you're, you're accepted, but we don't have any spots for you. And that was a little bit of a shocker for me. You know, we've done everything that we needed up to that point. And there was a, you know, he couldn't get in right away. So, you know, we had to do some juggling, you know, park him into, uh, you know, natural sciences. And then he was able to, you know, come out of that and, you know, get get into engineering this year. But uh, the initial shock, you know, there's not enough spots. You know, it kind of tells me that there's uh, not enough funding mm-hmm. in the post-secondary education just to get the cohort of people in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just looking at... Uh, you know, what everybody wants uh, out of the government. You know, you take a look at the Calgary Chamber of Commerce. You know, one of their legs is, you know, talented uh, people in, in training. And here we are at a point where we can't get, you know, a cohort of people into education, you know, post-secondary education at the University of Calgary here because there's no spots. So, you know, that's telling me that there's a problem <laughs> with our education or our post-secondary education system. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a motivation for me to, you know, kind of, uh, you know, uh, put my voice forth and say, you know, what can I do to uh, uh, help out here? That's great. And no, that's really good to hear. And I'm... I'm glad that uh, that was your son, right, who was yes. able to get into the program. That's yeah. really good to hear. But absolutely, I know um, just in Alberta, generally ahead of the 2023 provincial budget, $700 million had been cut from post-secondary province-wide. And I think um, we're up to $1.2 billion now with the most yeah. recent budget. So it's quite yeah. quite a bit, which definitely impacts things. But thank you so much for sharing. Um, so for our next question, I'm curious to hear, so what made you decide for the party that you chose, to run for the party that you chose? In this case, the Alberta Party. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the thought there was, uh, you know, I'm not too far right, too far left, and you know, the, our politics these days are so polarized. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt that you know we want to bring more uh, forth some more of a centrist view here. Um, unfortunately, most of the centrists are working, <laughs> and uh, it's kind of hard to uh, you know pull out that uh, you know that support, right? So um, you know, th- there's kind of a need there, 
uh, for the centrist uh, view. And, um, you know, for myself, you know, I'm center-right. You know, a lot of our, uh, you know, there's uh, within our party, there's center-left. So we've got a good, uh, you know, critical mass of views there. Uh, again, not too far extreme on either side. And, you know, I felt that that was a, a good home for me, right? Um, you know, if I look, you know, on the conservative side, I wasn't too happy with, uh, you know, the where that's going. Um, and I felt that, uh, you know, the, there was just too much uh, um, angst for me to uh, join that group. So, uh, you know, I, I, again, I felt that the uh, center centrist uh, party was, was going to be more supportive there. Yeah, that's, that's great to hear. Yeah, I know um, that's something we've been asking uh, all of the candidates and we plan to ask the ones who are coming on. But uh, that's, that's really good to hear. So thank you. Um, all right, so I'll maybe jump into some post-secondary questions next. So um, this one requires a little bit of context, so please bear with me. But uh, post-secondary students in Alberta are facing significant challenges with regards to affordability. So tuition increases have put additional financial pressure on students with a 33% increase since 2019. Despite the 2% cap on tuition increases announced by the UCP, which will begin in the 2024 to 2025 academic year, students are already facing tough situations regarding financial pressures due to tuition hikes. Many students are being forced to sacrifice their basic needs because of these financial stressors. So my question for you is, what will you do to lessen these financial pressures and support students at a time when they need it most? Uh, Good question. Um... You know, if if again, you know, if I step back and take a, a you know a larger context of this, it, it's not just the you know tuition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's also a stressor, right, is you know affordability for housing and uh, you know accommodations and travel and things like that. So, <clears throat> if you look at the percentage of you know the tuition compared to the cost of living, uh, I would say you know. That is a small part of the affordability, and um, uh, yes, you know we we need to kind of cap the the tuition, but uh, we also need to bring in you know the uh, other uh, policies associated with the cost of living, and you know again you know for example myself uh, you know I'm supportive you know I I put money into you know RSPs. Um, you know, try to get, uh, you know, work uh, uh, aligned with, uh, you know, my kids so that they're out earning money to help alleviate the, the cost of tuition and things like that. Because, you know, on for my success, you know, I, I didn't take out student loans. You know, I, I worked, right, and, uh, you know, got summer jobs and things like that. And uh, uh, for the affordability for uh my son and daughter, you know, they're able to live at home for the period of time, right? right, right. So, you know, that takes off a lot of the uh, stress of the uh, cost of living and, you know, foods there to prepare or, you know, to help them, you know, uh, you know reduce the cost of living as well. Mm-hmm. I think in the spectrum of the individuals that are trying to get a post-secondary education, you know, that's the you know a very cozy relationship you know with with my son and daughter you know we we have a good uh you know cost of living arrangement there you know there's others you know maybe even outside the city or immigrate 
that don't have that option. And then that's where the cost of living is really going to, you know, take a bite out of their education. And so this is where, you know, joining the Alberta Party, you know, they, they're very concerned about that. Mm-hmm. And the, um, you know, the cost of living, you know, outside the, uh, the, uh, the tuition piece is the, the piece that we also have to worry about. So we're trying to look at, you know, how do we reduce the, the affordability on that end of it? You know, we'd like to try to reduce that by about 50% if it's all at all possible there. So right. that's, uh, that's the approach that we'd like to take. Yeah, that's really great to hear. And I guess we'll do uh, maybe one more question before our next uh, song break. But I was actually hoping you could elaborate on that a little bit. So I know on your website, um, you stated that you want to lower the cost of post-secondary and training by 50% over five years. So I was hoping you could tell us a little bit more about that and sort of what your plans are there. Right. Um, so you know, I, I think you mentioned you know trying to cap the 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 tuition rise, raises you know that that's an important thing. Um, the other thing you know the that's kind of like the demand side, the supply side of it is uh, you know trying to get uh, you know more funding into the uh, university, right? And you know getting the you know the that front end, uh, you know, the cohorts, uh, you know, getting spots for them in, in the, the uh, into the university. Uh, so, you know, more funding towards uh, towards that aspect of it. Um, and then again, uh, looking at the the other pieces, the bigger piece, which is the affordability around housing and things like that. Right. You know, the the Alberta Party is kind of looking into, you know, how do we address the uh, uh, housing affordability or res and, and things like that. So, you know, those are the pieces that uh, we really want to tackle. Absolutely. I think that's that's important because affordability is more than just tuition. It's, you know, housing and also mm-hmm. making sure that students have access to affordable and nutritious foods. So that's, uh, that's really important there. So uh, thank you so much for elaborating on that. Um, I think we'll have a quick music break and then we'll be back for a few more questions, but I will throw it over to Ali. Thank you so much, Nicole. Uh, yeah, so let's jump right into the music. So we're going to be listening to Let's Fall in Love for the Night by Phineas, followed by Tears of Gold by Fauzia. Um, and we were just kind of talking about that a little bit earlier, but Fauzia is a Canadian artist um, and has some amazing music. So looking forward to hearing some of that today. Um, you're listening to 90.9 FM CJSW, and we will be back soon. Let's fall in love for the night and forget in the morning Play me a song that you like, you can bet I'll know every line I'm the boy that your boy hoped that you would avoid Don't waste your eyes on jealous guys, fuck that noise I know better than to call you mine You need to pick me up I'll be there in 25 I like to push my luck So take my hand, let's take a drive I've been living in the future Hoping I might see you sooner I want you riding shotgun I knew when I got one right 
Let's fall in love for the night and forget in the morning. Play me a song that you like. You can bet I'll know every line. I'm the boy that your boy hoped that you would avoid. Don't waste your eyes on jealous guys. Fuck that noise. I know better than to call you mine. I love it when you talk that nerdy shit. We're in our twenties talking thirty shit. We're making money, but we're saving it. 'Cause talking shit is cheap, and we talk a lot of it. You won't stay with me, I know, but you can have your way with me until you go. And before your kisses turn into bruises, I'm a warning. Let's fall in love for the night and forget in the morning. Play me a song that you like. You can bet. I'll know every line, 'cause I'm the boy that your boy hoped that you would avoid. Don't waste your eyes on jealous guys. Fuck that noise. I know better. I know. I know better than to ever call you mine. <laughs> <laughs>
Hello, and welcome back to 90.9 FM CJSW. My name is Ali Samji. Uh, I'm just doing brief introductions, but really I'm going to pass it back over to Nicole to continue on the conversation that we were having before the mic break. So, Nicole, it's all yours. Perfect. Thank you so much, Ali. And Ali is our um, technical wizard behind the scenes today, doing all of the, the buttons and the songs. So thank you so much, Ali, for setting all of that up. Um, but today I am joined by uh, running in Calgary Edgemont for the Alberta party is Alan Schultz. So Alan is our first candidate on this show, but we will be continuing this over the next few weeks. Um, so thank you once again, Alan, for joining us today. Thank you, Nicole. Yeah, no problem at all. So uh, just to jump right back into things. um, So I have a question for you about student financial aid. So I'll provide a little bit of context for this one. But Alberta's ratio of loans and non-repayable grants for student financial aid is grossly imbalanced. So students currently receive significantly fewer non-repayable grants than our provincial counterparts. Student aid is imperative to make education accessible for students and provide opportunity for continued education. In a time when students are already at a breaking point from increased financial strain, how do you plan to support students to access financial aid and advocate for a more equitable balance of available government resources? Okay, another good question. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a hard one, I know. Yeah, Um, yeah, that's... uh... That's a pretty tough one. Um, the, you know, my take on it is, um, you know, we got to get people involved in uh, working, and uh, more importantly, uh, you know, getting uh, uh, students and and folks like that into uh, you know things like summer jobs, mm-hmm. um, you know, because. Uh, there's two things that it uh, uh, it uh, gets uh, people motivated. It, it it gets you into you know some level of uh, references. You know that uh, you know you show good work ethic and things like that, as well as uh, you know you get some money you know to help out uh, with your education. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what I see right now is uh, you know there isn't a lot of. Uh, students that get into you know the workforce and uh you know the they they get through their education at the end of it you know then they're trying to to get into a a job and you know into a job without any uh, work experience so you know i i think there you know we need to get uh you know more investment into uh work programs you know um uh, uh, things like um, you know mentorships and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know that's one of the critical ones that I think are you know needed for you know a successful uh, you know student uh, you know cohort. You know once once we get past the education you know uh, and get you into the uh, into the workforce. Um, you know, saying that uh, there's also. Uh, you know, some of the supports that are needed, you know, through the education. And I mm-hmm. think that's, you know, everybody's kind of focused on that. And I think, you know, trying to reduce, uh, you know, the, um, uh, the, the, the costs of, of the education is important as well. But right. I'd say more importantly, I think we need to have a, uh, you know, workforce plan for, you know, folks that are coming through the education system and into the, you know, the workforce Absolutely. Yeah, that's so important. And just for additional context for everyone listening here. So uh, the UCP actually canceled the Student Temporary Employment Program or STEP back in 2019. 
Um, and students, undergraduate students specifically, are simply not eligible for the current jobs programs that are offered by the province, which require permanent full-time employment. Um, back in June 2022, youth unemployment actually sat at 10.2%, which was double the provincial unemployment rate. So absolutely, exactly. that's definitely a problem. Um, so yeah, thank you for your for your thoughts on that. And uh, for our final question today, uh, what is one takeaway that you would like students and voters who are tuning in right now to have from our conversation and also from your platform? Oh, I, didn't, I haven't been asked about a takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> takeaway or one thing you'd just like to emphasize or one thing you're, you're really campaigning on? Uh, yeah, so what I'm really campaigning on is... You know, again, it's this polarization. Um, you know, we, we get a, we have to come back to the center. Uh, we have to have uh, you know, there, there's great ideas on either side of the the the, the spectrum here. Um, but you know, to average it out, you know, you you kind of have a have to bring both both sides to the table and you know be more collaborative, right? You know, I, I want to kind of resent, uh, represent a more collaborative uh, government, uh, you know, one that's, you know, willing to work with, you know, municipal and federal. And we don't want to be combative with the federal because, you know, how are you going to get, uh, you know, funding from the feds if you're going to be combative? So, you know, that's uh, kind of the approach I'd like to take, you know, kind of be chill, relax, uh, you know, not as... Uh, you know, uh, obstructive than, you know, where we're currently sitting right now. Absolutely. No, I think that's that's an important takeaway. So um, thank you so much for, for sharing and for coming on the air today. We really appreciate having you. And voters can check out more information on your website. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, voters can check out um, Alan's website online. And uh, don't forget that the provincial election is coming up at the end of May, so May 29th. Um, thank you so much, Alan, for coming on our show and for being the first candidate on. Um, just as a reminder to everyone listening, we will have more candidates from all three major political parties on over the next few weeks um, but we really appreciate your time today so for the last half of the show we'll be talking a little bit about some of the other election developments and get out the vote plans that the students union has been working on um, so stay tuned for that but otherwise i will maybe throw it over to ali to introduce our next song yeah of course um so we're going to be listening to lie like you love me by rosalia followed by tears of gold by fauzia because once again i have no capacity to do tech so um that's what we will be listening to you're listening to 90.9 fm cgsw and we will be back soon Maybe tú eres el que me libera Y es que hoy es carnaval Yo estoy de aquí y tú eres de allá Lo diré en inglés y me entenderás
Ay, dame esa, esa pulsera de flores, me la pondré en la muñeca. Cuando despierte, así yo lo sabré, así yo lo sabré, yo sabré que fue real, será mi totem, lo sabe tú y nadie más.
oh 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 yeah. Pour toi je fais du bif toute l'année Baby on va s'en aller So fresh so clean on Baby on va s'en aller Pour toi je fais du bif toute l'année Baby on va s'en aller So fresh so clean on Baby on va s'en aller Oh oh bonita Viens avec moi Bonita Viens avec moi Bonita Viens avec moi Bonita Tes valises et choisis tes plus belles robes Tu seras mon international woman White on white, c'est le dress code Daddy go into the bank, baby Je récupère de quoi te mettre à l'aise, baby T'inquiète, je gère, baby Laisse-moi faire, baby Everything is gonna be okay, mami Just papi et mami Fais la fête toute la nuit On sera loin des ennuis Dis-moi si tu préfères avoir mon cœur ou ma CV Si tu le mérites, t'as les deux, baby Maman, si t'as, je suis l'homme qui te manque Pour toi, je fais du vif toute l'année Baby, on va s'en aller. So fresh, so clean, on Baby, on va s'en aller. Oh, bonita, viens avec moi. Bonita, viens avec moi. Bonita, viens avec moi. Bonita, viens avec moi. Oscar-winning filmmaker, ready to produce TV drama to rival House of Cards, or maybe you dream of becoming a YouTube sensation. Join NUTV to learn the ins and outs of video production at the University of Calgary's campus television station. For over 25 years, NUTV has offered hands-on training to University of Calgary students and the community. Visit nutv.ca or swing by the studio on the third floor of McEwen Hall at the University of Calgary for more information.
Have you started your journey towards your personal health goals? At Active Living, located at the University of Calgary, we have everything you need to lead the way to healthy active living. We offer diverse facilities, comprehensive programming, and services all open to the public. From group fitness to personal training to having access to one of the biggest racket centers, we have what you need to help you on your journey. Visit activeliving.ucalgary.ca. Hello and welcome back to 90.9 FM CJSW. My name is Ali Samji, your Vice President of Operations and Finance of the University of Calgary Students' Union. And today we have... I am Nicole Schmidt. I am the President of the University of Calgary Students' Union. I don't know why I keep saying today we have, like this is going to change anytime soon, <laughs> but um, we are co-hosting now. Actually, I'm just pressing buttons, but... Whatever. Well, you're, you're the co-host for the rest of the show, so we appreciate that. But uh, yeah, just to give everyone a really quick recap. So on the show just before uh, this last mic break, we actually had uh, from the Alberta party, Alan Schultz running in Calgary Edgemont. So he was our candidate on for this week. Uh, but next week we will have a different candidate on, I believe, from the NDP party. So we will keep you guys updated with uh, that next week when we start the show. Um, but yeah, for the rest of the show today, I know myself and Ali are just going to be talking about some of the uh, things that the Students' Union has been working on in regards to the upcoming provincial election and get out the vote. Uh, but more specifically, something that we actually held last night is we were able to host Leader of the Opposition, Rachel Notley, on campus for a Q&A session with students. Um, so how the event worked was we were uh, fortunate enough to have Rachel and her team uh, join us in person. And then for an hour and a half, students were able to ask questions uh, to Rachel about post-secondary issues, Calgary issues, and more general uh, Alberta issues. But it was really nice to have a student-centered event where a lot of our undergraduates and graduate students and even alumni and faculty were able to engage with uh, one of our major political leaders in Alberta and ask questions that matter to them. Mm -hmm. um, so with that, w there was actually a very exciting number of commitments that were made at the yeah. uh, event last night. So I'll give a really quick overview of this now, but I know there is likely to be more coverage on this later on today. Um, but some of the commitments that were announced as relates to students and post-secondary um, are the first one was to freeze tuition at 2022 to 2023 levels, um, which is big deal for students who faced a number of very significant tuition increases the last few years. Um, the NDP also committed to a review of post-secondary education funding and tuition no tuition increases above inflation, which again is also um, a very, very significant promise. Um, just to give everyone a bit of a recap here, uh, about a year ago, so back in 2021, the University of Calgary announced that they would be pursuing exceptional tuition increases, which are essentially a special type of tuition increase where the university can increase the cost of tuition for certain programs above inflation. Um, so our most significant uh, ETI proposal was for uh, the engineering program here at the U of C, and it was a 51% increase that they were proposing. It was eventually approved, but um, that was significant. And I know at the University of Alberta, I believe it was their faculty of law program, had another uh, equally comparable, if not you know more so significant increase to their cost of tuition. So... If that commitment um, does hold true, that's you know really exciting to see for students. In addition to that, there was a commitment for five free mental health sessions on campus for students. 
Uh, mental health has definitely been a big ask that the students' union has been advocating for, I know, through both of my terms as president. So this was yeah. personally very exciting to see. In that addition- one was definitely huge, I think. Yeah. Um, mental health is something I feel like is left out of the equation so much lately when we speak a lot about the tuition and the fees, which are which definitely play a huge role in that. But the idea of mental health is a lot of the times left out of that equation. So it was great to hear that commitment being made yesterday. Absolutely. And I think, um, I know, Ali, you were also in, in the room sort of, you know, watching the whole event. Yeah. But I think that one got in addition to the tuition announcements, but that one got, I think, the most positive reception from students because yeah. that's something that we desperately need here, I know, at our institution, but other institutions in Alberta. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the issues actually with mental health funding currently is that the provincial government provides wildly different amounts to all of the institutions in Alberta. Mm-hmm. So proportionately, smaller institutions actually get more funding per capita than um, bigger institutions like the U of C and the U of A, which is um, problematic in the sense that we have you know, quite a large undergraduate student population. I think we're up to 28,000 students now. And many of those students need mental health supports. The Canadian Alliance of Students Associations completed a survey last year and they found that one in two, so 50% of all Canadian students, needed access to mental health supports. And many of them didn't have it or had to pay out of pocket for it. So that was definitely a good announcement to hear as well. I know there was an announcement as well regarding the STEP program or the Student Temporary Employment Program and how that will be coming back um, if the NDP are to be elected in May. So we'll see We'll see what happens. And then I know in addition to that as well, um, there was an increase in rental assistance for, for students. So there was a commitment made there as well. Um, so a number of really positive outcomes for students overall. I know a lot of these points um, myself at the Students' Union as, along with our Uh, current VP external, we've been pushing uh, pretty hard on some of these issues. So it was Mm -hmm. really nice to hear that in the announcement last night. But for you, Ali, what did you think about these announcements and which one for you as a student, but also as an executive, do you think was the most important? Of course. Yeah, I think definitely when you mentioned um, the advocacy that we've been doing as an organization, these hit a lot of the asks um, that we've looked at. I think tuition is a huge thing and having that announced not just a freeze, but rather going back to the 2022 levels, actually decreasing it, the most recent um, increase that we've had is significant for students. Um, the mental health, like I mentioned, has been a huge thing. I've been an advocate for mental health over the past three or four years, particularly over the pandemic. So that was fantastic to hear. Um, I know we had a student question in the audience regarding, um, regarding the LGBTQ plus community and kind of the more, um, intense, uh, discrimination that's been occurring around Alberta regarding some of our more, um, targeted communities within, within that community. And I think Rachel's response on that vehemently kind of shutting that down and just not standing for that was something that I really appreciated as well. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I think it was it was an incredible opportunity to kind of hear what the NDP would do if they were to be elected in, in uh, the upcoming election. And I thought it was a great event. And I thought you did a fantastic job of uh, hosting it. I think I have so many Instagram stories on right now, <laughs> but uh, no, it was a very proud moment to see you up there and holding your own and representing our organization the way you did. So thank you. Well, thank you very much for the kind words, Ali. I know we had a whole uh, team of people at the SU who worked mm-hmm. to make that event happen um, mm-hmm. and to make sure that went off as smoothly as it did. So really a, a big shout out to all of our staff at the Students' Union who yes. made that happen. Um, but yes, that's I, I mentioned this 
was last night, but our students' union is actually 80 years old this year. And to Ooh. my knowledge, and I asked around as well, just for reference, that's the first time that we've been able to run an event like this for the provincial election. So um, it was really exciting. And you could sort of feel the excitement in the room last night for both yeah. the, the candidates who were there, but also the students. So mm-hmm. it was a really, really nice event overall. And yeah, we're hoping to have more of that in the future. I know I mentioned this on the last show as well, too, but we did also extend an invite to Premier Danielle Smith um, to attend and do a similar event with her. Uh, unfortunately, she had to decline, um, but we did still want to give students the opportunity to ask questions of one of the major political party leaders in Alberta ahead of the election. So. Yeah. Um, otherwise, though, I think that's a nice recap of everything that uh, occurred yesterday. So maybe I will throw it back over to you, Ali, to introduce our, our last set of songs. <laughs> <laughs> We've been going to too many events. I was going to I thought you were going to say closing remarks and I was like, oh, closing remarks. That works, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we just have a couple songs coming up. I don't know whether we're going to get through all three or just two, um, but we're going to be listening to Enyamas by Paul Granch and Natalia Lacrunza, Solai by Fauzia and Hero by Fauzia. As you can tell, I'm on a bit of a Fauzia kick right now. Um, but yeah, you're listening to 9.9 FM CJSW, and we will see you next week. Dime que me quieres si te quiero más. A veces te entretienes y me quedo atrás. Dime lo que sientes sin disimular ¿Para qué esperar y dejarlo pasar? Dime que me quieres y te quiero más A veces te entretienes y me quedo atrás Dime lo que sientes sin disimular ¿Para qué esperar y dejarlo pasar? Solo dame cuatro pautas para poder saltar a tus espacios blancos por colorear Cuando me tienes a tu lado no existe no más Más que tú, más que yo, volvamos a empezar Si quieres verme en llamas Dame gas para encenderme Dame paz para quedarme Y te volveré a llamar Si quieres verme en llamas uh, Dame gas para encenderme Dame paz para quedarme Y te volveré a llamar ¿Qué será mejor? Matarlo, darle voz Solo sé que quiero tu calor Es la una y somos dos Creo que encontré la solución para esta tentación No me quieras ocultar lo que no puedes negar Quiero que me mires como si me vieras Quiero que me cuentes todas las estrellas Que se pase el tiempo y no pase nada Que me dé la vuelta y vuelvas a mirar Quiero que me mires como si me pierdas Quiero que me cuentes todas las estrellas Que se pase el tiempo y no pase nada Que mueve la vuelta y vuelvas a mirar en llamas Dame gas para encenderme Dame paz para quedarme Y te volveré a llamar Quieres verme en llamas 
Dame gas para encenderme Dame paz para quedarme Y te volveré a